With the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday evening, the sacred triduum begins. The three days of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, before the great Easter Vigil that heralds the coming of the resurrection of the Lord for another time this year. In the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday evening, the sacred liturgy presents to us three aspects. The first is the institution of the Holy Eucharist and the institution of the priesthood that would serve it. Then the unity between the upper room and the cross. And lastly, the work of charity. So let me speak first of the institution of the Holy Eucharist and the priesthood. In the Old Testament, the first covenant that God made with humanity, it was at God's command that Aaron was washed with water and Moses, his brother, anointed him as priest. This was to foreshadow a greater reality to come there would be a new and eternal covenant and a new priesthood, both of which Christ would inaugurate. So at the Last Supper, Christ washed the feet of his apostles, preparing them for the priesthood of the new covenant that he would confer upon them as he commanded them to do as he did in memory of him. Also in Christ's mode of servant washing their feet, he also plants the seed of the order of deacons, which Peter and the apostles, under the guidance of and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, would establish after Pentecost. So this night we give thanks to Christ our Lord, that he gave to his church the gift of the blessed sacrament of his body and blood and the gift of the priesthood that would enable the blessed sacrament to be the centre of the church's life and mission. And now the unity between the upper room of the Last Supper and the cross at Calvary. In the Jewish Passover meal, which Christ celebrated with his apostles for the last time, four cups of wine were drunk, and each cup of wine, or each chalice of wine, marked the end of one part of the meal. The first cup of wine was drunk as part of the preliminary course. The second part of the meal included the retelling of the Passover story, as the Jews were freed from slavery and led out of Egypt by Moses. And after that story was retold, the second cup of wine was drunk. After the second cup came the main course of roasted lamb and unleavened bread. And then the father passed around the third cup, the cup of blessing. After the cup of blessing comes the climax of the meal when Psalms 114 to 118 are sung. And then the fourth cup is passed around and this fourth cup is called the cup of consummation, the cup of climax, the cup that ends the meal. 
We know from the Gospel accounts and from St. Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians that it was at the third cup, the cup of blessing, where Jesus consecrated the wine as his blood. Then he and the apostles sang the psalms required, but Jesus went no further. He did not come to the fourth cup at all, but they went out into the night and on to the garden of Gethsemane, on to his betrayal and the unfolding of his passion. The question can be asked, did Jesus forget something? Well, no. The climax of his new Passover was yet to come. Remember too how he used the term cup or chalice in his prayer in the garden. Father, let this cup pass from me, but if it cannot, your will be done. Notice too, as St. John tells us, as we will hear tomorrow in the Passion of Good Friday, that on the cross Jesus is given some sour wine to drink, and after he has taken a sip of that wine, he says, it is finished, and then he dies. This was the fourth cup of his new Passover meal. It was the deliberate intention of Jesus that his sacrifice to save us began in the upper room at the Last Supper where he instituted the Eucharist, the Mass, but that it would end with his death on the cross. So Holy Scripture teaches us, just as we have always believed, that the Holy Mass and Calvary are one. The Holy Mass is the representation of the sacrifice of the cross, so that all the benefits of our redemption flow to us from the Holy Cross through the Holy Mass. Mass is more than a holy meal of fellowship. So, as we celebrate the Mass this evening of the Lord's Supper, let us stir up in ourselves a fervour towards the Blessed Sacrament and the Holy Mass, such a fervour that will lead us to deep gratitude towards our Saviour. Pope John XXIII said of the moment of consecration at the Mass, Who of the faithful can have any doubt that at the moment of consecration, at the sound of the priest's voice, the heavens stand open and the choirs of angels are present. There at the altar, the lowliest is united with the most sublime. Earth is joined to heaven. The visible and invisible somehow merge into one. One of his successors, Pope Benedict XVI, wrote, What we eat in Holy Communion is not a piece of matter. It is the Son of God who became man. Eating this new food, therefore, does not mean eating something. 
It is an encounter of my person with the person of the Son of God. It is a heart-to-heart communion. Brothers and sisters, Jesus waits for you in the sacrament of his love in the tabernacle. He desires your presence. He desires your friendship, your adoration, and your grateful love. By being with him, you are able to console his sacred heart for the intense sorrow that he feels over all those who live as if he were not there. Many receive his body and blood in Holy Communion, but it seems that only a few discern the mystery of his burning love concealed beneath the sacramental veil. Has Holy Communion become something more like a routine act, a mere custom, because everyone else does it? On this night let us renew our desire to approach Holy Communion with the sole intentions of pleasing God and to be more closely united with Him. But as well can we start afresh in adoring Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, first by our reverent genuflection before Him, and then by spending time before Him in adoration. By all of this we show our sincere gratitude for the great gift He has given us, a gift that is far more valuable than the whole of the created universe put together. Laudato Jesus Christus.